Amen. I'd like you to take your Bibles or they'll put it up on the screen, Matthew 17, 21. Matthew 17, 21. Now Jesus says, How be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting, two dynamic things that put together and what it will accomplish. It has no end what it can accomplish. Verse 20, they asked Jesus, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And he said, it's because of your unbelief. You, 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 you can't. And there are different degrees of evil spirits. Some people can have more than one. You can have as many as a legion. We're going to title this this morning, Prayer and Fasting. Faith, nothing shall be impossible to you. But there's some things we can only accomplish by prayer and fasting. He specifically lays that down. You're going to have to pray and fast. Luke 17 and 6 says this. If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this mulberry tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thy planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. Now Jesus picked the mulberry tree because it's the tree in Israel that has the strongest root system of any tree in Israel. It is the hardest tree in all of Israel to try to be plucked up. But Jesus said the hardest thing in the world can be overcome by prayer and by fasting and faith. He gives us some good examples here. There's nothing impossible with us. If I was to ask you, there's nothing impossible with God, what would you say? But he said there's nothing will be impossible with you. Nothing. You'll be able to handle the hardest, most difficult situation in your life that comes against you. You can cast that thing out and tell it where to go. Peggy's had a cough. I don't know how long. She's really been concerned about it. She ought to go to the doctor, but she won't go. But Keith laid her hands on her a few days ago, and that just went away. She hadn't had it since then. Amen. We're looking for the rest of it to get right. Amen. Prayer. When you pray, expect something to happen. But Jesus said this kind. Is only going to be able to be removed by prayer and fasting. You're going to have to pray and fast, he said. Faith, nothing shall be impossible. 
nothing's going to be impossible. There's nothing impossible with us if we believe the Word of God. I believe the Word of God. I believe there's nothing impossible with us. We're going to read from Isaiah 58 and 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Number one, to loose the bounds of wickedness. Our world, especially in America, we're breaking all records that's ever existed in America through lawlessness. The Bible said in the last days, lawlessness shall increase. That ought not to make our heart tremble because I'm going to share with you in a minute, we got a God that is with us. He's right here today. Angels are right in this room today. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. But he said here, right here, to loose the bounds of the wickedness. I like what Brother Ken said this morning, and that is so true. There's no flesh against you. It's the evil spirits of darkness working through the flesh. The devil can only work through the flesh. Christ can only work through the flesh, which is the body of Christ. That's why he's got to have us to get his work done. Then it goes on to say, to undo the heaviness burdens. If you're heavy burdened, there's a way to get rid of it. There's a way to get rid of it. To let the oppressed go free. If you're reading with me, I want you to notice what the last part says. Number four, what does it say? Now, Ken misquoted that, didn't he? We pray for God to do what? We want God to do it. Oh, God, why don't you come do something? And God said, oh, why don't you do it yourself? I have empowered you with the Holy Ghost. I've given you the faith, the courage that you need to stand against ever wiles of the darkness that comes against us. The Bible says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. There are more falls in the home that damage people than in the industry. More people are electrocuted in their home and they are in the industry is because of lack of knowledge. Having no knowledge. God wants us to have knowledge of who he is and what he is. Amen. We can remove the mulberry tree. We can remove the worst situation in this world when we pray and fast and have faith that it's done. The question about fasting came up in Matthew 9, 14, 15. John the Baptist's disciples came and asked Jesus, why does not your disciples fast and we fast often? How come your disciples don't fast and we, we, we fast? And Jesus said, as long as I'm here on this earth, they can't fast. But when I'm taken away, they will fast. 
Jesus laying down the instruction that Christians or believers are to fast. Early church fasted often. They fasted every Wednesday and every Friday. They fasted. The Pharisees fasted every Tuesday and every Thursday. Their life was a life of prayer and fasting. That's why they had such great results. Because they prayed and fasted. It is clear that from this statement, Jesus intended for his disciples to pray and to fast after he goes away. Pretty clear, pretty plain. Someone asked me quite some time ago to go to visit a friend of theirs in, in the hospital, and I went. And, and when I got ready to leave, I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And they said, no, not at all. I said, would you mind if, you, if I anoint you with oil and pray for you? And they said, no, not at all. This person got out of the hospital and called the friend that, that asked me to go see him. They're about my age. Said, I've been in the church all my life. I have never heard that one time in my life. Anoint with oil and pray for the sick. And they shall recover. How many, don't raise your hand, but how many have ever heard that Christians should fast often. It should be just as normal to us as to fast and to pray because that's what gives us our advantage over the evil spirits that comes against us. Amen? I don't remember which one of the boys that I think Harlan was talking one day at home and everybody sins. One of them said, I think it might have been Cavern, he said, no, Mama Peg don't. They said, yes, Mama Peg does. He said, no, she don't. She's got one, at least one fan. Huh? Look at her clapping her hands over there. I don't know where I preach next week, but the blood of Jesus cleanses from all your sins. Now, if the blood poured on a on a on stone altar and anybody touched that altar was healed and delivered, how much more so to the blood of Jesus when it's applied to your heart? When you come a Christian, it's applied to your heart. It's not just put there one time; it stays there and it lives there. And the Bible said, and it cleanses you of all your sins. It don't keep you from making mistakes sometimes, but you're cleansed. You're cleansed. A chosen fast. To loose the bands of the wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you do what? Break every yoke. Break every yoke. Esther 4.16 said, Esther called all the Jews to fast three days without food or without water. She called all the Jews, the whole Jewish nation, to come together and fast and pray for three days. That nation was on the verge of being destroyed in just a few days. Decree has already been signed 
that Haman and all of his army can march against Israel and destroy every one of them. But through fasting and prayer, they fasted and prayed before they went to see the king. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Before she went, they fasted and they prayed. And God changed the king's heart. He couldn't change the decree, but he wrote another one. He stamped it. says, you have a right to defend yourself. Jesus has came and telling us that you have a right to defend yourself against the powers of the darkness of hell. I have empowered you to do that. To put that into operation, you're going to have to do something. Amen. You have to do something. My, my. You probably look around and see the empty pews. I look around and see full pews. I'm going to get a picture where you can see full, full pews. How I many you, you'll do better if you can see the picture? Hmm? You need to see a picture of things, what's happening in the kingdom of God to stir our faith. David Green a retail giant among the worlds of retailers of Hobby Lobby. Employs 16,000 people. He said, everything I've got, I got it through prayer. I make no decision without prayer. So I incorporate my company that we pray about everything before we do it. And we don't do anything unless we hear from God. When we hear from God, then we act. I wonder what would make the difference if we would incorporate ourselves in the church, in the body of believers. We're not going to do anything that I hear from God. Amen? There's a mega church that I know of in, in the United States. They made this statement. One of the board members said, we make no decision unless we're 100% in the board meeting. We feel like there's one against it. We feel like it's not God's plan, and we put it off and won't do it. We've got to be in unity. Unity. Now, all of us probably never going to be in a unity, but our spirit's got to be in unity with his spirit. We've got to have fellowship with him. And what causes fellowship is when you meditate on the Lord during the day. The person that doesn't meditate on the Lord during the day is the person that's losing fellowship with God. It's just that simple. When you meditate on him. Where your heart is, or where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. He encourages people not to do anything until you pray and ask God. Until you pray and ask God. Brother Marlon Draper told me this story one time. Brother Eccles asked him to carry him a cloud. said, the Lord laid on a man's heart for me to go down there and talk to him. So he went down there and they were going down this country road. And, and Brother Draper asked him, he said, which way will we go? Brother Eccles said, I don't know. Well, where does he live? He said, I don't know. All I know, the Lord told me to come down here. He come to the forks of the road. He said, which way we go, Brother Eccles? He said, I don't know. He said, he got out of that car and got out on his knees. He said, God, you got to tell us which way to go. And he got back in the truck and said, go this way. And went drove right up to the man's house. I'm telling you, God's spirit will speak to your spirit. Our spirit has to be in continuing with his spirit. I heard a preacher say this one time, and a lot of people took it. I mean, they, they, they believed it. Too heavenly minded, you can't be no earthly good. He was wrong. What God wants us to be earthly, 
not earthly minded, but be spiritual minded. To be earthly minded is a carnal mind. To be spiritual minded is Christ-like. And we're to have Christ as mine. If God would speak to Brother Eccles like that and went down there and talked to that man and won him to the Lord, how much more so do he want to talk to you and I? He talks to us through the Spirit. Hallelujah. There's an uproar in Cuba. They're crying. We don't want America's money. We don't want America's job. We want America's freedom. Church, I don't know about you, but our heart goes out to these people that's looking for freedom. We're living in a nation right now, and people are wanting, crying for freedom. We ought to be so thankful that we are American, and we live in America, and that we have the freedom that we have to worship as we please, to go and come as we please. Hallelujah. We're not bound by no government. You're bound by the Spirit and the power of God. Freedom. Let freedom reign. The Spirit of God in our lives. The wonderful blessings of God. He said, David Green says, we make no commitment until we are incarcerated in prayer and we hear from God. He encourages us to do the same thing. He's an employee's and walked through the troubles company. That I read here some time ago. This company had troubles. An employee stayed after work and just walked through the company and blessing this and blessing that. Not one time they spoke what was wrong with the company. Not one time they spoke what the trouble the company had. They just walked through and blessed it. Blessed here. Blessed there. I want to see this blessed. Wasn't but a few weeks, some of the people that was causing the trouble resign and quit the company i want you to know there's power in your voice when you speak the power of god roman 4 17 don't speak of the things as they are i preached a man's funeral one time and and he he always bragged i've rode with him a few times when he drove 18 wheeler he said i call a spade a spade he was proud of himself when i preached that man's funeral it was over with he was from houston and the guy from houston come up he said, I'll tell you one thing. He come up to me and said, you don't know me, but say you knew him. That's the way he was. Sometimes people pride themselves because they can speak like what it is. We're not to speak like what it is. We're to speak what we want to see happen. That's the problem with a lot of people. They speak and it's what they see. We need to speak what God says. The Bible said in Ephesians 5, imitate God. Talk like God talks. And when long, that company had a total, completely turnaround. We're going to pray. We're going to get our mouth back up here. Huh? We're going to start speaking the things that we want to see happen and not what it is. Huh? Graphic design is only making 11%. Stockholders are only making 11%. That probably don't mean much to much people. But that's not very good. When other meals are making anywhere from 25 to 26%. That's good. We're going to pray for, I don't know what's happening over at the good year, but we're going to pray for good year. We're going to pray for every company in this place, in this 100-mile radius, as jobs, as families. That brings income, not just for the people working at them companies, but the, keep the contractors working there. 
They say about 5,000 people actually are employed or get revenue from graphic design. So I want you to start praying, not praying what's wrong. God knows what's wrong. He wants to hear what is right. And when we start speaking it, something is going to happen. It's going to line up with the Word of God. This man owned this company. His secretary resigned. And they couldn't get nobody. Nobody applied for the job. Small town because he was contrary. Couldn't get along with. He just hard, hard. But a lady out of state applied for it. Got the job. Came in there. Every morning she'd come to work. She'd put on his desk fresh flowers she cut from home. She arranged, she found out how he liked his coffee, how he liked his desk to rain. Every morning she'd go in there and she'd have his coffee ready for him. She'd have his desk to rain like it for him. And it wasn't long, he was totally changed. How I many you know we have the authority and the power to change the atmosphere and the environment? Sometimes we need to turn the thermostat down. You know, everybody know what that means? Turn the thermostat down, turn the heat down a little bit. Amen. And start speaking Romans 4:17, not as it is, but as you want to see it happen. We're going to see a change in these things. So we're going to speak what God says speak. The Jewish writer said, no wonder God called Abraham the father of faith. There's no man that's ever been tried like Abraham. 25 years, nothing happening. I won't go through that. In 1967, we had the, what was it, the Seven-Day War? Is that what it was? Huh? Israel was outnumbered by manpower and by tanks. The enemy was coming toward them at full speed. Devastation was at hand. But all of a sudden, the tanks stopped. Huh? The lid opened. The enemy got out of the tank. You remember that? What? Y'all hear what he said? They got out, pulled the shoes off, and ran barefooted in the opposite direction. When God is for us, there's nothing can be against us. It may look like it's defeated, but I want you to know when God is for you, it doesn't matter what is sickness, it doesn't matter income, it doesn't matter what it is. When God is for you, there's nothing can be against you. They ran off and left those tanks in the sand. And don't nobody know what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. Okay? Jacob looked up. One day, he saw the angelic army host of God. And he said, surely this is God of hosts in this place. Could they sing the angelic host of the living God? Elisha saw the angelic host from fire charts one day. The servant was fearful and afraid. But Elisha wasn't fearful and afraid because he knew who was with him. How many know who's with you today? Who's for you? I never shall forget Brother Drew Joyner preached a message one night. Angels are sitting on the pews with you. I just got in the church, but I felt like I could feel them. 
I was just young. We went with brother and Mr. Yant, brother Yant and sister Yant, to, right after the Disney World opened up. And we went through that haunted house. All them little things you ride. I had to ride by myself. And as that thing turned and twisted, I guess it was a camera, I looked over, it looked like Casper the ghost sitting there beside me. They saw it too. I thought, the Lord, that's your angels. I want you to know this morning, whether you feel it or whether you know it or not, God's angelic host is around you. What's coming against you will be defeated. We're going to fast, we're going to pray, we're going to see the blessings of God. Amen. We've seen it before, we're going to see it again. Don't ask for no little things. Brother Ken mentioned that in Sunday school class. I already intend to say it. Psalms 2 and 8, Ask to me, and I shall give you the heathen for inheritance and the earth for your possession. I want to encourage you to ask big things. Get off this little stand. Oh, if I can just barely make it in. I don't know why, why we sing a song like that. If I can just barely make it in. We're going to go sweeping into glory if I understand the scriptures right. We're going to be going up faster than what is 186,000 miles per second. Amen. Is that the same speed as an eye? Twinkling an eye? Listen, we're not just going to go creeping in there. We're going to go sailing in there. Praise God. Someone said the other day, said, so many people dying. I hope it don't get full before I get there. Well, it's not going to get full before you get there. My goodness. Amen. John saw a number that could not be numbered. That's how many people's going to be there. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many are going to start asking for big things? You're going to raise your level of expectation up. You have not because you what? Because you're not asking. Because you're not asking. Where's Linnell Garrison? Did she, she leave? Y'all remember when she was going to college? Y'all remember that? And she asked us to pray that she'd get what? How about what? Yeah. Said, I want y'all to, she comes, said, I want y'all to pray that I, that I, I make it 80 on my test. She made 80. And God said, Linnell, if you'd asked for 100, I'd gave you 100. Our level of expectation is too low. We limit, the Bible said you limit to the Holy One of Israel who has no limits. He has no limits. But he said we limit to him by our asking. We just ask so little. The devil said it's just not right to ask for much. That's pride. I intend to look this scripture up that Kim was talking about this morning. But I believe it's in the book of uh, Joshua where the Lord told Joshua, he said, I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And I will begin to magnify your name. Hmm? How many know that God wants to magnify your name among the powers of the darkness of hell? A man went into the temple to pray. He prayed for this man that had demons in him. This demon jumped out on him, pulled his clothes off of him, and run him out naked. But before he did that, he said, Jesus, I know. 
and Paul I know, but I don't know you. But I want you to know that God wants the devil in this territory to know who you are when you pray and you call on the name of Jesus. You acting as a representative of Jesus Christ and them demons are going to take notice of the power and authority that's in you and comes out of you and they're going to run out of the temple. Amen? We're not running out of the temple. Praise God. When Jesus went into the temple, the first thing he did, he cleansed the temple. He drove out everything that was in the temple. When Jesus comes into this temple with the Holy Ghost, he dries out everything that's in this temple and plants his blood there and says, that's my house. You can't go in there no more. That, that, that's what God has promised us. The wonderful blessings of God. We're blessed going in and we're blessed what? We're blessed rising up and we're blessed setting down. Amen. So go and ask for some big things. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than all of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because she had so much trouble birthing him. But he broke that generation curse. Now I know there's people believe in it, and I don't want to offend you, but I don't believe in the generation curse. I don't believe in that. I don't allow the devil to tell me, well, your daddy died with cancer, you're going to get cancer. I, I, I don't, your sister died with cancer, you're going to get cancer. It's a generation. It's not a generation. We have the blood. I'm not saying they didn't have the blood, but a lot of things we don't have because we don't speak it. We've got to learn to speak the things of God. We've got to ask for big things. I want you to notice what Jabez asked for, what he asked for. Praise God. Amen. I, th I think about the prognosis. Forgot her name. Went to the doctor and he, he told her what's wrong with her. And uh, she got up and left. Said, "I believe your prognosis, or, or your diagnosis, but I don't believe your prognosis." She went home and got up every morning, dedicated her life over again to God every morning, and was drinking coffee and read her Bible, and God healed her. If she had to believe that report. I'll let you figure it out. I could go in deeper in that, what they're finding out today. Jabez asked God of Israel that he would bless me and that you would enlarge my coast and that you might be with me that I would keep me from all evil that it may be good with me. And God granted his request. He asked for big things. God said, open your mouth wide. And what? I will fill it. How many of you ever took time to sit and watch a bird in the bird nest? And here comes this mother bird. Drops a worm in there. And goes and gets another one. That's, what God, that, that's where that's come from. All you got to do is open your mouth wide and God said, I will fill it. Jabez broke that curse off of him that he caused pain. He didn't want to cause no pain. Didn't want to cause no pain. It's recorded of the revival in El Salvador. Mighty revival. They said the greatest Years that they had the greatest soul winning years was when they had the greatest violence 
of the darkness against them. The devil going to come against you. But he's already defeated. He can't win. Mike Hooker said, I done read the end of the book. I know the outcome. Praise God. The worst years, they said they had the greatest. The greatest. The Bible said the gates of hell. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against my kingdom. He said if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. It's recorded in the book of the revival of El Salvador. It's by Bill Dross, I believe it was. He said it's not about signs, miracles, and wonders. It's not about that. Even though we're flooded with them, it's about winning souls. It's about winning souls. You could have all the signs, miracles, and wonders if you don't win a soul. It's to no avail. That's what we're here for. That's what God sent us here for. And he said we have a plenty of them. Let all be a doer of the word. Doer of the word is to fast and pray. Jesus made that pretty clear. We're to fast and pray. Acts 13 and 2 said, As they ministered, the word prayed, worship and fasted the Holy Ghost spoke that separate yourself to the job which I've called you I feel in my spirit this morning I won't tell you how long I've been up and my flesh is tired and weary but I believe God is telling the church don't run from your assignment run with your assignment Jonah ran from his assignment. And that's why God sent the storm on the ship. Sometimes the storm in our lives is sent by God because we're not running with the assignment. We're running from the assignment. And he said, throw me overboard and everything will be all right. When they threw him overboard, the storm subsided. And the, what was running alongside the ship? A guy told me one time, he said, ain't nothing to that story in the Bible that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. He said, a whale's throat is not large enough to swallow a man. And said, anyhow, and said, there's no whales in that area, ever known in that area. But the Bible said, and God prepared a great fish. Huh? A great fish prepared. And there it was. And that whale swallowed him. And the storm subsided. The fish swam away. And the Bible said, and these men on that ship made sacrifice to the Lord. Capital L-O-R-D. They saw the miraculous hand of God working there. They was convinced of that. The miraculous plans of God. Prayer and fasting, constantly seeking to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit of God. Let me read you a story written by Dr. Henry Kaufman. He was in China. He talked to the groups of native Chinese 
preachers and he asked them in China tell me what was about the Christian faith that won you from the other faith was it the miracles what did they say no said we have our own miracles Dr. Cho said that's why it's so hard to evangelize Japan you have to pray a minimum of three hours before each service to ever get a move of God you can't impress them with miracles and signs and wonders because Buddha and their other gods performed the same things just like they did in Egypt Christ has to be the number one thing that convinces them then they asked him another question here was it Christ's teaching that won you over they said no we have our own teachers they said well what won you over Jesus washing disciples feet humility could that be one of the reasons they have 60 million Pentecostal and God's adding to the church there daily over 2,000 people and they believe why God is doing that is because of humility humility signs and miracles didn't impress them teaching didn't impress them but humility impressed them I love the character Abigail David was coming with vengeance to destroy that whole city but she carried a peace offering and she turned his heart you remember here a few years ago the gay movement moved against Chick-fil-a anybody remember that they come out against them very strong because of his belief very strong they was going to shut Chick-fil-a down and they gathered by thousands around the Chick-fil-a stores even up here at Texarkana anybody see that what did Chick-fil-a do huh they left that store trays of food after food and fed the gay members they fed them the Bible said feed your enemy the Bible said bless those that curse you and what they was doing they was blessing those that was cursing them they fed them and thousands and thousands of people went there to support Chick-fil-A I don't think of the man's name that's my pillar uh, you ought to read what he's going through with because of what he believes in Christ but he's standing firm I watched him interview a lady the other day they're tearing her to pieces because of her stand against what's being taught in the public school but she said I'm gonna stand I'm gonna fight for America and for the children thank God God's raising up people the brother Don said we do we need people on the school board we need people in this facilities that are Christians that can fight back fasting and praying we may never go but we can fast and pray we can cause these things to be changed we're going to see a change I know there's a lot of crisis 
But if you read in some of the Christian magazine, a miracle is a praying. You'd be surprised how many people get us together and pray for the crisis that we're in. We will change the atmosphere. Don't run from our assignment. Run with our assignment. Jonah wound up down at Nineveh and accomplished his assignment. God bless you for being here today. May you have the greatest week you ever had in your life. Make a point. As David Green said, to pray about everything. Make a point. Starting today, if you're not fasting, start fasting. Get somebody to fast with you. It works. How many knows it'll work? Brother Melvin, I believe you sought the Lord for a while. You couldn't get the Holy Ghost for some reason or another. And Rick A. walked up to him one night and said, I don't know, did you know anything about fasting then, sir? He didn't. And Brother Rick A. said, I'll fast with you three days and you'll get the Holy Ghost next time you come to church. They both fasted three days. Next time he comes to church, comes all the Holy Ghost just fell on him. Fasting and praying got power. It has authority because it's God's plan. And it works. Glory to God. It's evidence all around us that it works. In the name of the Holy Jesus, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the blood that's applied to us. You thank you that you're keeping us from sin and we were healed by your stripes. We pray for this community. We pray for everything in a 100-mile radius and around the world, all these companies and things. We pray the blessings of God upon them, the wisdom and the knowledge of God be upon them, and show them the ways they need to go, Lord. We thank you for the increase of graphic design and all these other companies, Lord, that increase. They will increase for your glory of the honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the world will know that you're doing it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.